0: welcome back to the fourth and one podcast everybody i'm micaiah and this is
1: (laughs) hey how's it going did
0: i do it right i don't know what we're talking about here you go
1: well you got to talk about sports
0: so the philadelphia 76ers played basketball football you throw it you get points you win is that it
1: that's it that's it sports
0: mic drop Welcome to the Fourth and One Podcast, everyone. I'm going to
1: go now. That was my lovely wife, Carrie, introducing the show. As she said, this is the Fourth and One Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you, you are listening, thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We are coming to you live on January the 26th from Lidditz, Pennsylvania. The uh, the voted town the best place to get cut by your fantasy football team and voted the best. No, I was gonna say we are known for having the largest red onion ever. Are you just gonna keep doing the largest and then insert food? Yeah, no, we're actually the coolest small town in America. The 2013 coolest mar- small town in America by uh Budget Traveler magazine. Mm-mm. well yeah um yeah, the number uh, should we just start over i'm enjoying <laughs> this <laughs> we're 10 out of 10 right now well uh, apparently yes we are the number one town for getting cut by your flag football team uh so don't come here and play flag football i guess no or just pick a better team pick to play. a better football team yeah pick better people to associate with how about that I mean, not that we're not judging their character. Mm, we're just uh, judging. We their, are. We're just bit. judging their wisdom. Uh, I mean, we can judge their character a little bit. Isn't judging wisdom and character almost the same thing? And I feel like wisdom would be part of your character. So therefore, we're judging their character. I guess, yeah, by the transitive property. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- I'm okay with it. Okay. I'm okay with it. So anyway, I do have a sports question though for you. I also wanna... have a d- another – yeah, I want to listen to your sports question. Okay. I have one for you later then, too. Uh, also, uh, Lidditz is not known for having the largest red onions. I just want to put We're just out. starting to make yep. stuff up. Yeah, we're just going to make stuff up about Lidditz at this point. No, my question is, the Jacksonville Jaguars have the first overall pick in the NFL right. draft. Mel Kuyper is currently doing his live mock draft. Oh, 1. is he? 0. Okay, yeah. great. Good job, Mel Kiper. Um Deshaun Watson wants to be traded. Mm-hmm. We talked about that last week. Yeah. You're Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke, yeah, who is Trent Balky is Jacksonville's new GM. Okay. You trade the first overall pick, and therefore Trevor Lawrence, yeah. to the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson. Yeah straight up trade swap. Yeah. It's just Watson for first overall pick. You yeah. doing that? Yeah. Gimme give, wow. give me your second round pick too. <laughs> Cause screw you. <laughs> You're the Houston Texans. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you would have to think about that because you have... A- if I'm Jacksonville, I'm the one with all the leverage, in my opinion. If I'm a new coach, I want Deshaun Watson because he's a proven player, throws good statistics up there. You put him in front of a good line. You give him good receiving targets, which Jacksonville maybe has. I don't know. They sold the farm this year. Yeah, heck yeah! If I'm Urban, I don't want to develop a player. Well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is being branded, and I have branded him on this podcast as being probably the next coming of Peyton Manning. There's no reason that Deshaun Watson couldn't have been a top tier quarterback if he was not under Bill O'Brien. Well, he, well, he was, wasn't he he, was of a tight, a he he led the NFL in passing this year and completion percentage. Yeah. So so you would you would make that swap. He If he stays healthy, he's I, just as w- good as Trevor I Lawrence. I would have to take a long, hard thought about that because I think that Trevor Lawrence could be that. But if it was just a straight-up number one overall pick for, yeah. Deshaun then, Watson? Yeah. I mean, you could throw in J.J. Watt if you want to get rid of, you know, everybody <laughs> D- who currently wants out of contract. Houston. Yeah, right. So so what's your question? Uh, you, it's you not said- as cool as yours. Okay, well. Well, kind of speaking of, right? Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson wants out of Texas. Yeah. What Out are of Houston? Houston, sorry. Well, therefore, Texas. I mean, you he know. could technically go to Dallas. That'd well. be weird <laughs> AF, but he could go to Dallas. Um, what are some players, current or past, mm-hmm. that played for the wrong team, i.e., their character, mm-hmm. not on field, like their on field character yeah. would have been suited better in a different city. I assume you have someone in mind. Well, I'm just curious of, like, if you have people off. Because, like, we're looking at, right now, Deshaun Watson. We're looking at people up in Buffalo. <laughs> Everybody hating Buffalo. Right? The Eagles player who had two kids is like, well, there's nothing else to do up in Buffalo. Right. A couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, like, uh, Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz right now. Um. Well, I think it would be a player who basically anyone who plays for Detroit. So, Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson. Mm. Um kind of Where do you think they should have gone? Uh, somewhere with a more stable franchise. Like like Calvin like Johnson's Calvin- career was so ro- like Calvin Johnson should have like not that Matthew Stafford was a bad quarterback, but he should have been, I don't know somewhere else in with a good uh calvin johnson should have been in green bay with Aaron a Rogers. green bay or like new england yeah tom brady new england because yeah. of how like of calvin johnson's known work ethic and yeah. how he does stuff a lot of i i feel like that question a lot of the answers are receivers yeah you just cause... randy moss was i heard this on the two bears one cave podcast which is a podcast i listened to mm-hmm. randy moss was one they brought up randy moss going to the vikings I mean he had a good career he in had a good career in, in career the Vikings, but like he yeah, wasn't he, he wasn't very Minnesota and No. No, you're right. Yeah. Compared to like if Carson Wentz went to Minnesota, I think he'd probably fit in a little yeah. bit more. Remember Chris Johnson who had that one two thousand yard rushing season for Tennessee like all the way back in like 2007 he, yeah he, he was on the cover of Matt no that's the whoever played for the Seattle no he was on the cover of Matt wasn't he? I, I think so yeah maybe but I mean he only had that one good year and then was trash after that like he never fit the attitude of Nashville he, he was a little um uh he 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 was a little too um oh what's the word I don't know flamboyant uh, Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a little too much party for Nashville. Okay, for Nashville. You you know what I'm saying. Not enough, uh, too much club, not enough bonfire. Too much club, not enough bonfire. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 There, are there any coaches who you think would have done better in a different like Nick Saban and, and Miami or Nick Saban and Well, Nick Saban, the the only reason Nick Saban didn't uh succeed in Miami was that the fact that his team doctors wouldn't let him go sign Drew Brees as a free agent. Mm. If Nick Saban would have gotten Drew Brees in Miami to sign, he'd probably still be coaching in Miami. Mm. So, Real football. We had a lot of moves in the we, NFL. We did. Are you actually finally going to let go of the NCAA I, season? I think so for right now until something happens. I don't. I haven't seen any major stories coming out of college football, so we'll just let that sit for a little bit. We'll let it marinate. There is one or two. We'll, you now let that one marinate. There is one or two jobs open. I forget where though. Tennessee? Or did Tennessee hire someone? Uh, no, that's the job. Okay, I'm that's the for. one I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. So. It was a weekend of championship games in the NFL. First and foremost, the NFC championship game. Probably, uh, well, definitely the most controversial game between the the two championship games. So we'll just dive right into that. Aaron, uh Tom Brady reaches his tenth Super Bowl, beating Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay on a cold twenty degree day there. And they won really it was a roller coaster of a game. So the Buccaneers kinda jumped out in the first half and they jumped all over the Packers and the Packers gave up a terrible play at the with one second left at the end of the half for a touchdown. And then the Packers come out, first play of the game. They get a fumble. The Buccaneers go in, and they're up 18. And then they're looking like they're just going to cruise. And then Tom Brady starts just chucking up interceptions like it's his job. And... Aaron Rodgers leads them all the way back within eight. They get all the way down to the eight-yard line, and it's a fourth-and-goal. First of all, I just want to take you through a couple things. So on third-and-goal, Aaron Rodgers should have run it in. He had the space to run it in, unless if he's old, or he could have at least gotten it closer. So Matt LaFleur, down eight, decides excuse me, to kick a field goal to come within 5 and give it back to them before the 2 minute warning with three timeouts. So essentially you have four the game is going to stop four times. And basically all the Buccaneers have to do is then pick up two first downs with that. Well, of course Tom Brady is you just go out to Tom Brady and you say you have to pick up two first downs. Tom Brady's going to pick up two first downs. Why Matt LaFleur did not go for it down 8 on his own 8-yard line is the question of the hour. First of all, Aaron Rodgers should have run it in on 3rd and goal. But Matt LaFleur should have went for it on 4th and goal. Because even if you don't get it, then they're backed up at their 8th. So even if you then do get the stop and you have no timeout let- left, they're going to punt and you're going to be in great position, you're probably going to be near midfield. You're probably going to be on your own 40-yard line, so you're only going to have, like, 60 yards to go instead of, like, 80 or something. So, I guess the big talk now is what is going to happen to Aaron Rodgers. However, I'm not sure why this is a huge talk. Uh, He... He kind of threw a pity party on the stand after the game saying, I don't know what my future holds, that we just drafted a quarterback. Let, let's all calm down. You're like the one of the highest paid quarterbacks annually. Your contract is over $40 million. Where exactly are you going to go? And what roster is better than your Green Bay? Your defense is pretty legit you have a legit wide receiver you have a legit running back and you have an up-and-coming tight end with a great offensive line where else are you going to go that's kind of better than that maybe the rams but their weapons aren't nearly as good as adams and sean McVay. kind of runs that offense so you're not going to have your say swap aaron Rodgers for carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm just that, here to that, spit that, useless information that would be a, a major downgrade for sure, but, uh, the, but the play calling—I I really want to. Uh, I didn't watch any I'm, of this game. So I'm, this I'm is going all to you. armchair kind of quarterback, Matt Lafleur. That's about what we're good so at. earlier in the game, they kicked a field goal. Second drive of the game, they got all the way down to like the five yard line, and they did three straight passes, no run, with, and three straight passes to Devontae Adams, one of which is if he, Aaron Rodgers comes off Devontae Adams and looks underneath, he has Alan Lazard wide open for a touchdown, which would have changed the game completely. And then the the last drive of the game, the one from the eight-yard line, it was three straight passes to... Devonte adams again and they weren't able to convert because Devonte adams in the red zone was unbelievable this year had like 18 touchdowns or 14 touchdowns he was targeted 25 times he caught 23 of them for four uh, for 14 touchdowns as i previously mentioned now the buccaneers did do a good job with their run defense the packers had nowhere to go on the ground uh r- running yards were hard to come by but I feel like in the red zone, you at least got to get two or three yards on the ground before you throw it three straight times. Like, at least run it one time. Run it on first and goal and see what you can do. Uh, just for your information, Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee said, quote, and I don't think there's a reason I wouldn't be back. Right, yeah. I I don't know. I, I think he was just really upset. I, I'm not a big fan of reporters asking people right uh athletes right after the season ends what their future holds i understand why they do it they're doing but, with mj all the time but it's gonna be an emotional response just right. if you want an accurate response to that just wait two days and then ask him or wait a week and then ask him In the asking him right after a NFC Championship loss, you're just trying to get clickbait at that point. And I'm not really sure why they do that. Um, but again, it probably is just for the readers and the, and the clickbait. Meanwhile, on the other side, Tom Brady is now has as many NFC Championship wins as Aaron Rodgers won. And he's one time. He is now going to his 10th Super Bowl. Him and LeBron James are the only two athletes... Across all of the major sports ever to go to ten championship games, Uh, LeBron's been to ten NBA Finals, and Tom Brady has now been to ten Super Bowls. So the age-old question now walks in: Are how just how good are the Buccaneers, and can they keep up with a high-powered? Kansas City Chiefs offense and spoiler alert let's just jump in right into the AFC Championship game the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills by 14 and really it wasn't even that close I went to bed at halftime it wasn't that close they were down 9-0 early in the first quarter and then the Chiefs went on a 21-0 run in the second quarter to close out the half and put them up 21-9, to nine and never looked back from there. The game was never closer than 14 from that point going forward. This Kansas City Chiefs offense is as close to automatic to get points every drive as I have ever seen in the NFL. They will get you at least in field goal range, I'm going to say 95% of the time, and it is, and it's so creative how they do it. They do jet sweeps. They run with their wide receivers. They do screen passes. They do fake screen one way, screen the other way. They do two fake screens and then a throw up the middle. They You then blitz Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes gets out of it, falls over, and while he's falling over, throws a dart 20 yards down the field. They have, that play was sick. <laughs> <laughs> that was really sick. <laughs> they have Tyreek Hill who's lined up at one side of the who's lined up in the slot and then basically just runs diagonal faster than your fastest guy and Patrick Mahomes finds him. Uh they will do RPOs, which is a run which is a run pass option and Patrick Mahomes will do this almost an underhand throw zip line to Tyreek Hill who will then take it the distance. I want to They're almost unstoppable. I want to I disagree. Here's why I disagree. Okay. Because I want to disagree with you. First Mm -hmm. of all, Josh Allen tried to do the same thing Patrick Mahomes did. He couldn't while he was going down, throw the ball. Right. You're going to get it past the line of scrimmage. Second thing, um, it's just all razzle-dazzle. Unless there are some, unless there are some options built in, I was watching some of the stuff when they would send Tyree kill Emotion and stuff, and a lot of it didn't look like there were secondary options. A lot of it looked like it was just setting up no, for maybe no, an RPO. You're, you're absolutely it like right. It seems like maybe ten percent of the time they were even running an RPO. It's the design of the play, and right now Eric Bieniemy, who should I? I don't know. It's the fact that the Chiefs keep on winning. Yeah. I think is the only reason he's not getting jobs. Like, I don't think he's officially allowed to accept a job until they... Who's left? Houston? Houston, that's it. Yeah. If he doesn't get the Houston job, I'm not really sure what teams are doing. I don't know why Eric Bieniemy isn't getting head coaching. Like, he's... so Him and Andy Reid are just so creative. Did you see them, like, them right next to each other? Yeah. Some of the shots. Incredible. Yeah. I turned it off after, I think, the first or second quarter. It, I mean... I saw how the defense Quick, was. Yeah, it was quickly. You, it's not. It's really not that hard. Like, it's really just discipline. And I get I'm saying this I, as as a couch potato here. But it's really to play defense. Yes, they are going to athletic you. It doesn't matter. The Chiefs still would have won by however many points they won by. Right. But to defend them, if you want to have a chance, don't get inside your head. Well, see, the Bills. So they played in, in week seven. Yeah. The Bills played. Their safeties really deep off yeah. the line of scrimmage. So the Chiefs said, okay, we'll just run the ball. And Clyde Edwards Euler ran for 160 yards. Right. And they right. shut. Right. And so this time, the Bills did the exact same thing, played two safeties deep, but they played a little more aggressive with their linebackers. Yep. And the Chiefs really weren't able to run. Well, it didn't matter. The Chiefs just still. Yep. It was. Threw, they ran slants to Travis Kelsey, slants to. Yeah. And And so, as, what they ended up doing is they ended up getting in their head. They still needed to blitz the ball. They still had some good time. They didn't blitz enough, in my opinion. You know, send the fifth man or whatever. Well, when you blitz Patrick Mahomes, bad things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen, except if you blitz him correctly. Except it doesn't matter, because bad things will always happen. Very rarely, when you blitz Patrick Mahomes, do good things happen in your favor. I mean, it, I'm not saying all Rarely. out, blitz. I'm saying sending a, a fifth man. Yeah, that doesn't work. They had they have statistics on it from this year. He's, like, deadly when you send the fifth man. Really? you he Patrick Mahomes is nearly unstoppable when you send five. Nearly. Because of his, uh, his escape artist, if I can reference Madden. He has that power up in Madden. He just is able to see it, get it out of the pocket, turn his hips, and now you're leaving someone uncovered. Or even if someone is covered, he's gonna torque his arm and his body in a way that and flick his wrist and ball sends the ball fifty yards down okay, the field. Here's the thing. Well and also and also the people making the plays in that the people making the big plays in the game for the Chiefs, at least in the first half, were not Travis Kelsey and yeah. and Tyree Kill. Yeah. It was Nicole Hardman yeah. and uh uh had De- a weird name. Robinson. No, no, no it mm-hmm. was the other guy what other 17 name? hardman is that hardman yeah that's me called hardman but uh it's doesn't uh, he have a weird name like Cooch? darius robinson okay i think uh, it's a number skittle 11. i have no idea there's some there's some guy named like that on their team oh i i he uh, he caught a few that's the thing what you have to do don't double team but have tyreek hill stay in front of you all the time I, Which I know sounds... I that mean... That sounds easier I, than it is. L- literally everyone has tried this, okay? <laughs> you keep Tyree Kill in front of you, you cover Travis Kelsey, and you make him throw to the other... And you stop the run game, and you get creative with uh, disguising blitzes or uh, sending four, dropping one, something like that, and you have a chance. I think that's the only way that you I, have a chance. They've, wa- they've lost one game in like their last 27, well, so... Y- you're only gonna... Y- you're... You have to be able to put up more than twenty-eight points. At this point, you're playing. Yeah, you're Patrick, playing Big so, Twelve yeah, football. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has the highest point watch, watch. Big Twelve points football. per game. At least when the season started, he's he was. They were averaging thirty-three points a game oh. when this season started. That's most in NFL history. So yeah. you're absolutely right. You're going to have to score him and don't get and don't get fooled by the razzle dazzle. Which is again, which is hard, se- which to- is hard because the minute you don't get fooled by the razzle dazzle, they'll do what that play's supposed to do, and then it'll break. For a I'd big rather game. I'd rather shove someone for over the corner, towards the corner. All right, you could than having then giving it up the middle because that's going to be your big play. If you get towards the corner, yes, I get that it's most likely going to Tyreek Hill, and the dude can I think run two seconds, a four a forty in two seconds. Um, I'll give them the corner. Uh, you you can give them whatever they want. They're going to find a way. As long So the thing is, the Chiefs offense, like the last couple weeks of the season or like the last six weeks or something, was not very good in the red zone. They were amazing in the red zone in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Can you hold them to field goals in the... It, when they go, in, when they enter the red zone, yeah. if you can hold them to field goals, then you have a good shot at beating them. If they're scoring touchdowns in the red zone, it's over. I do want to, however, talk about the Buffalo Bills real quick. Okay. So, oh, Josh, by the way, I'm still picking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So, uh, well, we'll get into that in just a minute as well. So, the Buffalo Bills had an amazing season. The one knock on Josh Allen coming out was his accuracy. He has the big arm. He was very, he's very athletic. He has a huge arm. Um, but his accuracy throwing the football coming out of college. And it showed the first couple years in the NFL, and then this year he was much better at it. I just felt like the stage of trying to compete with Patrick Mahomes got to him a little bit because in the second quarter when the Chiefs started getting touchdowns, Josh Allen was missing throws high. And when you miss throws high, your footwork isn't precise and... And you're you're trying to force the ball. That's why the ball is always going high. So I just feel like uh the moment kind of got to the Buffalo Bills a little bit. It's kinda like I think Patrick and Andy Reid and the Chiefs have entered this atmosphere of you better play of what Tom Brady and Bill Belichick used to be in, where you better play perfect because if you don't, they're gonna beat you. Yeah. Now Brady and Belichick, they did it with a sound all-around game, sound defense, and then offense would just slowly kill you by a 1,000 cuts. The Chiefs' offense is we're going to just do a big cut right across your stomach. And uh, Oh, and you have three people in a mind meld, too. Don't forget about that. In a what? In a mind meld with their OC. Oh, yeah, it's it's yeah. – it's ridiculous. So, Super Bowl preview. Should we do a Super Bowl preview this week, or should we wait until next week? Let's do it next week. Let's do it next week. Okay. Well, we're, You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to come back for the Super Bowl preview uh, at next week's fourth and one episode. So, there are two teams left. I will say this: two teams left. I don't know. I don't know what the over-under is, but I'm going to say it's not high enough because Tampa, I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, Tampa has a really good run defense, but their secondary sucks, and Kansas City kind of just hangs on all the time, so I'm just going to go with that. One thing about the Super Bowl I will talk about, though, is the NFL is giving away... 7,500 free tickets to healthcare workers, mostly from the Tampa area, but then each team is able to pick or allotted a certain amount to bring healthcare workers from their area. Yes.
0: Did you also hear that a lot of the big Super Bowl commercial sponsors like Coca-Cola, Budweiser, they're all putting money instead of the commercials towards vaccination programs for the COVID vaccine?
1: I did not hear that. I didn't hear that either. That's very interesting.
0: Where'd you hear that? My mother told me today she read it on Facebook, but I looked it up. It was on a reputable source. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it it went from it, it went, went from, from good that, to, to bad <laughs> real fast, yeah. and then it came back to good. It went from
1: that's cool to uh, to oh, okay. No, no, that's cool. Actually, no, that's very cool. All right. Well, so we won't get any cool commercials like this year.
0: Because Budweiser have the best commercials. They have well, the cutest commercials only because the puppers and the horses. Yeah, the dogs. There's usually puppers.
1: M- my guess <laughs> my my guess is they're still probably going to have commercials
0: maybe we don't know i'm, I'm going to much. guess wait like you you mean they're going to be super bowl commercials yes oh yeah there's going to be commercials it's just not all the big names are going to be in it cuz they didn't all buy spots okay i mean that's what it that's what it sounded like from the article i read was they were taking the money they would normally spend on super bowl commercials and donating it to other things
1: oh, all right well good if that is true good on them over under is currently 56 and a half by the uh, way. Uh, hammer that hammer that over right now yeah i see this game 32 60. it should be closer to like 68 right it, well it should definitely be closer to 60 61 60 i think i think it gets interesting with 61 62 okay because I definitely see this game 34 sure. 31 sure. 34 28 Hundo. because right now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense is is clicking Tom Brady has that going as as assuming he doesn't turn the ball over because the Chiefs defense is not as good as green as Green Bay's defense Go but ahead. anyway I do just want to say this is why um the NFL is king because they will do stuff. They will recognize this. And I do want to give the NFL props. They recently, it would take the NBA. It would take the MLB. It would take the NHL. It would take another major sports league to do something like this first. And then the NFL see that that's a good thing to do and then do it. The NFL is now leading the charge with this. They've kind of led the charge, uh, kind of all year in terms of, uh, Uh, COVID and with some other uh, programs they've done. Now, the NBA really kind of spearheaded the whole social justice thing, but the NFL did their own thing with it. Uh, But in terms of, this is a real nice gesture. Uh, My friend said that, why are they doing it to the, for the Tampa Bay healthcare workers? Because they already, they already have sunny and 75 every day. What else do they need? Give it to us cold people, which all healthcare workers everywhere need this. I'm glad that the Tampa community and the Tampa healthcare workers will get to go. I just hope that they, everyone appreciates it. Uh, it it is 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers, though, so it has to be healthcare workers who have a so you your know, wife can go, but you can't. The COVID vaccine. No, again, does no one listen to why I talk when I talk? You said vaccinated. She's vaccinated. Isn't vaccinated she? COVID workers from the Tampa area. Oh, I missed that part. So so it'll be from the Tampa area. Plus, then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get to select more healthcare workers because it each team gets set aside. It's like 40 from each team, and I then see. Kansas City gets 40 or so healthcare tickets for healthcare worker vaccinated healthcare workers in the Kansas City area. Probably not. No. I'd no. laugh really hard if one of them, one of the vaccinated workers, gets COVID. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> not something nice to say. I mean, they're not gonna die. You don't know. All right, moving on. So Buccaneers I, first team to play at home on the home field. Yes, Buccaneers the first team to have a a Super Bowl at their home stadium, not their home city. The Ram, the Los Angeles Rams, the first time they were in L. A. played in the Rose Bowl and but that that wasn't their home stereo that wasn't but it was their home stadium and another team but again it wasn't in it was oh it was was the 49ers but they played at um candlestick no that's their home stadium they played they played somewhere else oh they played at stanford they played at stanford that's where it was and they currently put no candlestick no longer exists they play at Levi stadiums in santa Clara. Correct. I know can't, candlestick doesn't exist okay. anymore. So, yay NFL. Uh, more NFL news. The Eagles are hiring all of Indianapolis's people. I think they're ju- they're just trying to please Carson Wentz at this point. The management is going all in with Carson Wentz. They got rid of the coach, which again I agreed with especially his plans to just run it back and just promote people within the organization. A lot of people are upset that they didn't hire to Staley for the job. He left. He's now going to the Falcons, I think. No, 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 Lions. Oh, the Lions, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good staff to be a part of. Yeah, Dan Campbell. Um he kind of won, the, he kind of won the press conference. Dan Campbell in the Lions talking about biting kneecaps off, and I thought th- there were a few people back and forth. I thought that was a very good. I, I did think that's too. What the a Lions lot of need. A lot of people. What Detroit needs. He he seems like he gets the identity of the city very yeah. well, which I think is kind of what they need. Yeah. Matthew Stafford does want out of Detroit. Well, he doesn't want out. They have mutual. Both management and him have Im- mutually agreed to part ways. He will be traded this off season. Teams have already started calling the lines, that is for sure. So Matthew Stafford, who has was the number one pick in two thousand and something, eight. I'll look it up. Was um Made a bunch of money uh, and play, always played through injury. Made the playoffs a couple times. Was never able to really win a playoff game. So he is now on the block. I think that's very interesting because he will take someone. He makes someone like, uh, say, Indianapolis a Super Bowl contender. 2009. 2009, I was close. He makes someone like Indianapolis a Super Bowl contender. If you put him on the Eagles, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. I think they're a Super Bowl contender with Carson Wentz. But apparently where everyone's still on the fence about him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Jacksonville. I, now, I wouldn't trade the number one pick for Matthew Stafford. I would still go Trevor Lawrence. But he would he be an instant upgrade for anyone. I mean, in the division, if you look, Minnesota. If he goes to Minnesota, kind of be a hard trade to pull off. But Minnesota becomes an instant Super Bowl contender. New Orleans, Drew Brees is going to retire. Is retiring. Yeah. Official. That's official. Drew, Drew Brees, uh, what an NFL career he had. But New Orleans uh, goes to Detroit, gives them a couple of round picks and a defensive player or something like that. Gets Matthew Whoa. Stafford down there with Sean Payton, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. Here is – um. this is – I'm looking at – I think that that's a very – Nine very, hours ago, Ryan – wilson of cbs sports okay because mel kuyper's mock draft just came out but i'm not spending five dollars a month on espn plus yep um so this is nine hours ago uh matthew stafford was out nine hours ago so uh he has trevor lawrence going one Then he has Zach Wilson going, too. Oh, I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I already agree with you. Okay. (laughs) We are in a mind-mout. I already agree with you. All right. He's not that good, guys. (laughs) He played for BYU. That's like saying the quarterback for Liberty could come in and run the – And it's the Jets. You don't want a guy from BYU going to the Jets. The Jets. A team – that is the living embodiment of failure in the universe. You do not want Zach Wilson. Justin Fields is your best. He's not. Zach Wilson isn't even third. Isn't even third. It's, it's frick. Justin Fields, then Mac Jones. I'm taking freaking Mac Jones. Then I'll freaking take Trey Lance over Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson deserves to be go in like the fourth round. He's not that good. They played nobody. Okay, go ahead. That was a Micaiah type rant right there. Well, if we're going to go for it, we're going to go Well, for we're going to go for it, but that's exa- – I was about to go on that exact same rant, so – uh what who who is this mock draft again ryan ryan wilson yeah mock draft he has trevor lawrence at number one everyone agrees with that then he has jack zach wilson to the jets then he has the panthers trading with miami taking justin fields then he has mac jones going to atlanta which probably means that um Matt Ryan's out of. Then he has the Eagles taking Devontae Smith, which I have ranted about and is on Wait, Instagram. Wait, are we looking at the same one? I don't think we're looking at the same one. What do you mean? It's the one you sent me on Instagram. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue. Then he has Jamar Chase going to the Detroit Lions, a wide receiver. Jalen Waddle going to the Dolphins, who would who then traded with the Panthers and then Trey Lance going 10 to the Steelers, which they desperately need a younger quarterback in there. And then uh, he just has picked 24 to the Cowboys taking some, DB from South Carolina and Travis Etienne from Clemson going to the Buccaneers, which, which, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to go backwards here. Travis Etienne to the Buccaneers makes no sense because you have Leonard he Fournette. He his thing. just And you know. Ronald Jones. Right. So why would you add another running back to that? Yes. Travis Etienne is, it, is deserving of a first round pick, but. Isn't Leonard Fournette only on a one year contract? Maybe, but you can get him on another one year contract. Uh, so he did update. So I do want to give you the new updated. Okay. One. Okay. Okay. So he has one-to-one one Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence yes. we, we, we yeah. For for now and forever, we'll just assume Trevor Lawrence yes. is at one, and we'll okay. just start at two from going. So Zach Wilson is still at two. Okay. Uh, stop. Right there. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. So everything that my partner in crime, Simeon, just ranted about a few minutes ago is 100% true. Justin Fields has to be the second quarterback off the board. Justin Fields is heads and shoulders – more talented than everybody else every other quarterback in this draft except for Trevor Lawrence and he's he's not only more talented he's he's probably the most refined now you could make a uh an argument with Mac Jones that Mac Jones is more refined but I'm going to take talent and a little less refined than more refined and less talent. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Um, so Justin Fields needs to be a number two. So if the Jets do take Zach Wilson, uh, Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets and their new head coach, Robert Sala, they should both immediately be fired and, and the Jets franchise, Roger Goodell should announce that the Jets franchise has been, di- San has been disbanded. And they have been moved to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean to fight on a island. Yep, sounds good. Yep. Okay, okay. great. Number three. Uh, number three, he still has the Dolphins. So he did he, he okay. move back okay. from that trade. Okay, um, so he has the Dolphins yep. selecting. And he also has Matt Ryan staying at, in, or currently. Okay, this but who one. are the Dolphins selecting? They're selecting Micah Parsons from... Um, Penn State, linebacker. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's fine. Sure. Penny Swell. Uh, wait, real, real quick. Yes. Yeah. The Dolphins selecting another defensive player. Yes. Okay. Wrong. Dolphins, your defense was like, like one of the best defenses in the NFL. You do not need another rookie linebacker. Get a receiver. Go get Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle. If you're gonna stay there, get some help for two of. Yeah, go get sure. a running back. For sure. Go, get an offensive line. Don't go defense. No. Now, I'm not blaming this guy cuz he's trying to make predictions about what they are going to do going forward. I'm not blaming Ryan Wilson for putting this on his mock draft. He's right. trying to be the most accurate he can be, but if the Dolphin, so I'm really criticizing really no one because this is all hypothetical. But if Dolphins do do that, then we need to have a serious conversation about what their trajectory is and are they really trying to compete with Tua going forward? Their yep. young quarterback. Number four, uh, Falcons, O-line, guy from O-line, from uh, Oregon, the that, guy from Oregon. That, uh, the top O-line pick. That'd be great. Dolphins, go get one of them. So, yeah, sure. an interesting thing to keep in mind about the Falcons is Julio Jones and Matt Ryan have been rumored to kind of be on the way out. It is kind of rumored Atlanta kind of wants to start over. Yeah. Who, who got the Atlanta job, do you remember? That would be Arthur something. That's right. That's right. The OC from Tennessee. Yes. So, if you want to start over, if you do want to start over, you got to take a quarterback. And I could see him taking that. If, if you don't, if you want to try to ride the, extend this thing for two to three more years, which you could, then, then go offensive line. Yeah. That's fine. But what I am going to say, if you're going to take a quarterback, and obviously Justin Fields, we've talked about that, is already off the board in my mock draft at this point. I, I'm with you. I think Mac Jones is the third-best quarterback sure. in here. His eye – he says uh, – Mel Kuyper says his eye speed, his yeah. eye discipline, the way he moves defenders is probably the best he's ever seen in college. Now, again, he was playing with the Heisman winner. He was playing with the fifth-place guy in the Heisman a guy who rushed for 24 touchdowns he played with the nation's best offensive line he played with probably the best play caller under the best college coach of all time right so you got to take those things into account but why not take a flyer just because you still Melvin Gordon you would still have Julio Jones just just because you have all these weapons doesn't mean you're you're just automatically going to exceed with that and he did beat out a true freshman who was supposed to come in and take that job. Yeah. So he, he did win a competition. He, or he could sit behind Matt Ryan for a year. That's not a bad thing no, to happen. No, you get two that's or three not, years as a head coach. Absolutely not. So, again, I'm with you. I think Mac Jones should be the third quarterback taken. But uh, who's – what? They the got at five. Or Bengals or? taking O-line. That's just that, – yep. that. Bengals should absolutely take O-line. Joe Burrow cannot be – roughed around like David Carr was in Houston when he was drafted. Just go Google that mom. Uh, this is interesting. The Eagles at six, mm-hmm. they have Kyle. I'm taking Kyle Pitts, not Devontae Smith. Oh, my Smith. God. Oh. Okay, Philadelphia. If you take another tight end to replace Zach Ertz, even though his replacement is already on the roster in Dallas Goddard, and this new guy, Nick Sirianni, needs kind of weapons and he really only plays with one tight end. Um, let's um and really his tight end needs to be a good blocking tight end, not a receiver like Kyle Pitts, and you pass up on the Heisman winner, the the stud from LSU or the fastest guy in Jalen Waddle in this entire draft. Howie Roseman, you should be fired. You should have been fired already. I have covered this. I'm not gonna rant anymore. Devontae Smith. Yep. Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase. If you do not take one of those guys and one of them are available, I'm kicking you in the kneecap. Continue. Uh, seven, Trey Lance goes off the board. To Detroit. To Detroit. So, and so he, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I like Trey Lance. I don't like Trey Lance a lot. I think he's an interesting prospect. Sure. Again, he played at the FCS level, which is underneath the FBS level. He played at the same school Carson Wentz came mm-hmm. from, but he had a very productive year. He threw 27 touchdowns, no interceptions. He accounted for 40 some tu- uh, overall touchdowns and no interceptions. He was he's a good runner. Um, Detroit, as we mentioned, Matthew Stafford's out, so we got to start over. And, yeah, why not take a flyer on Trey Lance? And, then again, this is C- – I think he's better – as you said, I think he's better than Zach Wilson. Sure. CBS, uh, pick eight, uh, Caleb Farley. This is Carolina if they don't switch with Miami, which they could do. Okay. If Miami decides they want to. They're taking I- I- Caleb Farley, C- cornerback, out of Virginia Tech. Uh, sure. I'm not sure I know too much about Carolina's needs, but also Carolina could think about drafting a Teddy Bridgewater replacement. Yeah. Maybe they take a flyer on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, I think, needs to come and sit for at least a full year, if not more, kind of like a Patrick Mahomes sure. Did. sure. And there needs to be no threat of, now if you take him in the top 10, I mean, obviously, but there, there needs to be no threat that he will ever step on the field this following year. So I think Carolina would be a great place for him. You know but where also maybe get some weapons, O-line help, defensive yeah. help. Uh you know where also I could see him going? Where's that? That trade happening. Jalen Hurts going down to Carolina. Uh yeah, I could see that happening. I could see as well. that happening. Mac Jones, pick number nine to the Broncos. No, no. They have Drew Locke. They just spent a pick. Now, I'm I'm sure people are still kind of on the fence. Drew Locke has been very up and down, but he's also not been healthy. So, if you want to create a uh, QB controversy for the guy who you thought was going to be the guy and the guy who's had flashes to be good, then yeah, go for that if you just want to diminish that. But you, you need so much more help. You need help on the offensive line. You need help in the running back position. You need help defensively. Like, you need help wide receiver, tight end. Like, Broncos, do something else. Go with Kyle Pitts. I feel like we should be building our own mock draft. Well, maybe we'll do that next week or maybe the week after. Uh, Hey, mock draft machine, the draft network. Uh, The uh, Dallas is taking Patrick Sertan, the second Alabama cornerback. Oh, that... Patrick Sertan, um, I- I'm not mad about that. Uh, Cowboys need defensive secondary help, yeah, and he'll definitely help. The problem is he kind of gets roasted with speedy receivers. He's very physical, but he kind of gets roasted with speedy receivers. So just keep that in mind going forward. But I'm not, I have no arguments with Dallas taking that guy. Guy, cool. Uh, you have uh, defensive line. Is this ten? This is eleven for oh, okay. the Giants. They're taking Quiddy Payne. Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. Quitty From Michigan. Yeah, I put an end on his uh, name. I think Quiddy Pay's a little overrated, to be quite he honest. He has with he's you. positioned ranked at one. I'm on well aware of his position. I did not see it at Rashawn Gary was also the same thing and Rashawn Gary is not doing anything in Green Bay. Mm. I did not see it en- I did not see it enough at Michigan against college at offensive linemen to tell me that he will do it against NFL offensive linemen. Why don't we just end uh, the me criticizing this guy's mock draft right there? Unless if you have another one that you think is very interesting, Devonte Smith is falling to San Francisco at, what, at 12. what? I mean, that that's a great pick for San Francisco, but De- Devonte Smith gets past Philadelphia at yeah. six is is asinine. He also has Justin Fields going pick fifteen to the, to the. This is what the one I wanted to go pick fifteen to the Patriots. Okay, which, so oh, so yeah, if if somehow Bill Belichick gets Justin Fields, whoop boom, rebooted that dynasty yep. real real fast. hundred percent. But the problem is. Or my thinking is, if Justin Fields isn't the second quarterback off the board, then someone's scouting department is not very good, and they just need to sit on the quarterback and watch, sit on the couch and watch college football all day. Who do you do you think the? I'm actually on the draft, the draftnetwork.com. You can mm-hmm. do a mock draft. Do you think? Who do you think the Dolphins are taking at three? Or do you I, think they're trading? I, I think I I I think eventually they'll end up trading it. If I'm completely honest, do you think someone will move up to get? Yes, yes, I I think there's going to be a lot of trading in the drafts in in this year's draft. Okay. Yes, I because the teams right now at the top, well, besides Jacksonville and the Jets, like Miami doesn't need a quarterback. However, from what I have saw between social media, they are not sold on Tua, which means they might take another Tua. Do you think? Do you think that Devontae Smith will go as high as three? Which would be the Dolphins if they don't trade. I think he could. I think he is um, worth that pick. Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Any thoughts on the coaching hires before we wrap this thing up? We're definitely going to do a mock draft because we don't have anything else. Uh, clearly. Um, The coaching hires, I... I just know that there's a lot of talk about why more black candidates aren't being hired as head coaching. Um, I'm not. I don't know why. Uh, if there is some racial racial prejudice going on with that, then that needs to be addressed because that shouldn't be a thing in the NFL. Um, I'm not going to get into that further. However, the fact that Eric Bieniemy hasn't been hired yet. I, again, I don't know the hiring. I don't know whether or not he's allowed to accept the job. Yeah. But whether or not, but even so, you can't. The fact that Eric Bieniemy hasn't, wasn't, didn't agree with a team prior, a team prior in principle to as soon as they lose, become the head coach of a team of a team is is completely I, I, ridiculous. I think I don't think you're allowed to interview until the team is. Well, no, because Houston requested a second interview with. So uh, you're okay. clearly allowed to interview. I just don't think you're allowed to take a job officially. Got it. Until the season is over, which, which then, well, could which, be. I understand where teams are coming from, right? So if I'm hi- if I'm doing the interview process, yeah. And Eric Enemy and the Kansas Chiefs keep winning. Say I was the Eagles, for example. Right. And I go to Eric Enemy and I go, "We want to hire you to be the head coach." Yeah. And Eric goes, "Okay, great, but I want to." interview with other teams yeah and as they keep winning you're not able to close the deal officially right right you're not even allowed to talk about the a potential deal until the season is over right then i don't want to miss out on the other prime candidates why he keeps winning so now i'm sure that there are other black minority head uh, coordinators out there to that that these teams could have hired, but the fact that Eric Bieniemy hasn't uh, agreed to become another team's head coach is is completely the fact that teams that could be on him w- too. The, well, yeah, maybe, but the fact that teams won't wait for him is blows my mind. He I think does he's blow b- my mind too. I think that he is the closest to Andy Reid that we're going to come in terms of his creative leap. I think he's Andy Reid's best coordinator yeah. ever. He could also just playing Devils advocate here. He could also just want to stay in Kansas City. Well, or he'll he, be a weirdo like that. Or he, or he might like Jim Schwartz. No, no. I I agree. He could just want to Wait for the right opportunity. Right, I know that he that he interviewed with other teams and looking at situations like if I if I'm Eric and now you're down to Houston right right and Deshaun Watson came out earlier last week today's Tuesday but last week he came out and said no matter who is the head coach. Deshaun Watson still wants out. I still want out of here. Right. Well, then I don't want to go to Houston with no quarterback. You got to rebuild the offensive line. The ownership group clearly doesn't care what its players think. So, wh- why do I want to go somewhere where I'm going to have to rebuild the whole thing? Right. Right. Now, now it'd be different. Like if Detroit came calling and Matthew Stafford was still going to be there. Heck yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go be a coach for. But I just think it's a little ridiculous that Eric P. Enemy hasn't, um, hasn't gotten a head coaching job. Con- also, people were like, "Oh, Leslie Frazier, who is the defensive coordinator for, um, Buffalo." Yeah. Uh, he's also in the running. That would be a poor job hire. After that, his that's showing what, in that, Kansas that's City. What he, well, he was. He was in uh, Minnesota, and Minnesota did nothing. He wasn't all that great in Minnesota as their head coaching candidate. Brian Leftwich, people are like, well, why isn't Brian Leftwich getting more work? What he did with Jameis Winston and now is what he's done with Tom Brady. First of all, he's coaching all of this talent. Now, granted, but you guys were just banging on Brian Leftwich, how Brian Leftwich shouldn't even be calling plays earlier this year because he was messing it up for Tom Brady. So, you can't, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Like, if if you're saying that Brian Brian Lefwich was messing it up for Tom Brady, so you expect them him earlier this year, that you were saying that, but now he should be a head coach. Well, if you're getting a head coach, then you want him to develop a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Right. Or have an offense. But if he was messing it up for the greatest of all time, probably a guy who's still very coachable, he won't mess it up for this young guy. Get out of here. Like they, they talk out of both sides of their mouths. All the time. Brian Lefwitch just needs a few more years to really develop. Again, I, I'm i all for if the people are qualified to get hired. And I'm sure that there are more minority assistant coaches out there that are quali- just as qualified or more qualified than all of the white coaches that got hired. And, and if it was just a pure race thing, that should be looked at. Right. But don't – you can't just point at a team that is successful and they're a minority – assistant coach and saying he should be a head coach because when earlier this season you were saying oh he's messing things up and and he's going to be the reason why Tom Brady doesn't win anything this year you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth okay and people are saying well Todd Bowles could be Todd Bowles was terrible in Arizona he was downright awful in Arizona that team went nowhere and had no direction and was just awful so I don't want to hear it anymore okay come at me with better arguments and I'm Definitely open for listening. But that's my take on the head coaching candidate. So this has been 4th and 1, the 4th and 1 podcast. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening in. We will be back next week to preview the Super Bowl, talk about how just how ridiculous the virtual Pro Bowl is and how the Pro Bowl really shouldn't exist anyway. And uh, maybe you just kind of mess around a little bit. It's co-streaming on Disney XD. Oh, my god! Did you see that? Oh, my. What is this world coming to? Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Ah, Peace out.